love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. What the world needs now is love. More love. Stars literally aligned. He's always been the one. There's someone out there for everyone. I'm Nancy Regan, your host on the Canadian Love Map. We are on a journey to uncover and share love stories of all kinds. He's never forgotten to bring me flowers. We're hoping we're going to give a little good news to this world. Even in these dark times, the life continues to go on. It's all about compassion, devotion, adventure, and of course, love. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs love. This is the Canadian Love Map. Well, love is the most important thing. We were skiing and then I pulled her into the trees because I ski a little faster. So then she follows along and then I pulled away. I was mad at him actually because he always goes ahead of me. Got my skis off, got down on one knee. So I was like, you went away again. And I was mad and then... um... As she's coming around the corner, she sees me on one knee and then starts falling. This week's love story belongs to Jared and Emily. Their romance started on the slopes of the Albertan Rockies as part of their college ski club, where the pair discovered love for each other and the great outdoors. So when it came time to tie the knot, they were so focused on a date that would guarantee a stunning snowscape, they didn't mind that their big day would fall on a leap year. So their anniversary would only come around once every four years. This is the Canadian Love Map. Emily and Jared, welcome to the Canadian Love Map. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank Thank you you for having us. Yeah, thank you. And I have to say, to let the listeners in on a little secret, because it may become a little more obvious to them as we go on, there is a third party in this interview right now. Can you introduce us, please? Yeah, uh, little baby Addison. Yes. How old is Addison? Uh, two and a half months. Wow. Addison, you're pretty well behaved so far. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. Let's start with how you two met, because I, I really think this is a fun story. And this week is the perfect time, of course, for us to tell it. Yeah, for sure. So we met um, in university. Uh, it was my first degree, and I think Jared's second degree. Yeah, yeah you were getting. Um, so a little bit of age difference between us, but we met, uh, I think it was my first year, uh, through ski clubs. So there was a club on campus that did ski trips and um, lots of different skiing stuff. So my dad had told me when I went to university that um, I needed to join a club to make some friends. And so that's what I did. I joined a club and made some friends and... Um, he and was, a husband. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so he was my friends for a couple of years, and then uh, we started dating after that. And uh, we're all 
be coming on nine years this year um, and then four years married on the 29th. Tell me about your background, your history with skiing before you got to university. What did it mean to you? It seems like it has played a pretty pivotal part in your lives. So I'd love to know what it meant to each of you in your childhood or growing up. Uh, for me, uh, we did a lot of family ski trips. Uh, not a lot, but like at least once or twice a year. Um, Jared likes to make jokes that I wasn't very good until I met him. Um, I didn't have any cool outfits. I was very disappointed. Uh, <laughs> and um, then when I met him, I apparently got all the school, uh, cool ski gear. Um, but for me, yeah, it was a lot of family trips and uh, just a sport that I really love doing. What about you, Jared? Yeah, so I grew up snowboarding and then stopped and then picked it up again or picked up skiing when I was doing my first degree in engineering. Um, it's a quite a depressing um, degree. Like, you know, you're in your dorm studying all the time. And so then I went on a couple of ski trips with uh, Lister Hall, which is the one of the residents there, uh, resident living areas. And, you know, it was a lot of fun. So then I made it my life goal to ski all the mountain resorts in the world. So I've done all of Canada and then um, working on the States and everything. So skiing has always been a big part of my life. And then when I did my second degree, I had been dating a couple people before and they didn't ski. Um, so I made it my requirement that my partner had to ski. Otherwise, that it wouldn't work out. Oh, that's funny. Survey says, uh, sorry, <laughs> it won't work. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. And, and how are you doing on your global goal of, of skiing all of those resorts? So I've done all of Canada. Um, I've done a few in the States, none in Europe, none in Japan or like the other side of the world yet. Um, I kind of just made it my life goal because it's a good conversational piece and it's a, something to work on for the rest of my life. If I don't get it, who cares? It's just, you know, it just keeps a passion in my life the whole time. You've both referred to the number of your degrees, the first degree, the second degree. How many degrees do you have, Jared? Uh, I, <laughs> I have one, one diploma and two degrees. I just have one. <laughs> oh, me too, Emily. So we're in the same boat. Okay. We're okay, though. My mom made the wrong choice of telling me when I was 18 that school was out of their pocket pocket and rent was out of mine. So I just kept staying in school. Oh, that seems very strategic. And yeah. so speaking of strategy, Jared, when you joined the ski club, were you looking for a wife? No, I was just, <laughs> I just wanted to join the ski club because when I was in doing my engineering degree, you know, it was a lot of studying and not a lot of social. Um, so then, you know, I joined as an executive and just wanted to build something fun and really good experiences for all the, the students who would come on the trips and everything. So, you know, it just kind of happened. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so what was it like when you first met each other? Tell me, tell me that from the his and her perspective. Uh, I think the first time we met was when I bought a membership um, uh, from Jared. It was actually from Jared. So it had like these table times where they'd set up during the day or whatever you go and buy your membership and whatnot. So it was like $10. So went and bought one uh, that day and I guess he was there. And so then I didn't really know him. He was just some guy at that point. Um, so yeah, that was the first time I met him. And as I'm sure he'll tell you, there's a debate over what I was wearing, but I came from a small town um, in Alberta and um, I may or may not have been wearing cowboy boots, but uh, apparently I was also wearing a plaid shirt, but I don't think I was. I think he just made that up. Was there a cowboy hat involved in this outfit? That definitely was not, but uh, <laughs> I might have been wearing the boots, but they were comfortable. So I wore them, but I think that was the first time 
yeah, I think that was the first time I met you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, we've got the dog joining us now too, everybody. Just so you know, just so that you're aware of any extra sounds that happen, this is what's going on. Uh, the dog's nose is very close to the computer microphone. <laughs> he gets jealous. Okay. So when did this uh, relationship go downhill? I mean, and by that, of course, I mean uphill. I mean, <laughs> how did it turn romantic? Ski club had a lot of social events. And like Emily said, her dad said, join a club. So, she, you know, bi bi building the club, I would always invite other people out. So Emily would always come out to these things. And then the Calgary Flames made it into the playoffs. So then we started, we went out to a couple of the games and that's kind of where it turned more romantic. And I think we went to a movie. Yeah. I think you asked me to a movie and then he forgot his sunglasses in my car. So then I had to drop them off. He left something behind oh. so that we could be together again. It's like that movie. They're like, always make sure you leave something in the car so they have to come back to you. <laughs> that is like dating 101. Jared, well done. I have to say, your strategy is really impressing me. You are an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not socially awkward enough. That's why I left. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so how did the relationship develop from there? Yeah, we started skiing together. I think I was really sick the one day, oh, yeah, so I, I, had to, I had to sit in the front seat um, as he drove us to the hill. Um, so then, yeah, I think from there, and then, yeah, I think we just started dating. And then, yeah, we moved in together about a year um, after, more so out of time. I was moving out of residence and um, you were, I think your place was coming up on mm -hmm. renewal or something. So yeah, we've been living together since one year. So that was, that was pretty quick. Um, but uh, that was, that almost ended it, but you know, we <laughs> together after that. If you stand the test of time. Yeah. So what was it that you loved about spending time together? Uh, we just have a lot of similar interests. Like we like to, well, I don't like to watch as many cartoon shows as he does, but we like to watch a lot of similar, similar things and uh, both very active. So we like to get outside and obviously skiing. Always oh, kind of like my best friend. She just always would do things and say yes. And like, she always wanted to have fun. And, you know, I had a lot of fun with her. So listen, I'm curious about how the engagement happened. Who asked now? She asked you, Jared, to move in. Who asked whom to marry the other? Uh, I asked her to marry me and then with influence. After I told him he had to propose. Oh, oh with influence. Yeah, exactly. Was there an ultimatum? I think we've been together for three or five years and it was kind of like, this is happening or it's not. Yeah, I guess kind of an ultimatum. I was kind of like, I'm ready to get married and this, like, you need to make it happen. So we went and looked at rings and I, I picked out my ring and um, then he obviously chose how to do it and everything like that. So an ultimatum makes it sound harsh, but it's sort of one of those, if this is not going in that direction, I need to reevaluate because that's the direction I'm interested in going eventually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I was kind of like, I'm, I want to get married and ready to, yeah, get married. And I wanted to eventually start a family. So either this is happening or it's not. So, and so Jared, pick it up there, would you? Yeah, I got the ring. I thought I hit it well. Apparently not, is what I found out, as Emily told me the other day that she knew where it was and saw it. Was it in your sock drawer? I think it, it was, was like in, in with your clothes. Yeah, it was in with my clothes. <laughs> apparently, no privacy, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> hockey was always a big thing, like going to a lot of games from my work for hockey. So, I was thinking potentially opening day or um, first home opener for hockey or 
um, you know, skiing is a bigger passion than us. So then I was like, I'll do it on the first uh, opening day of the ski season. And that's what I did. So I, we were skiing and then I pulled her into the trees because I ski a little faster. So then she follows along and then I pulled away, got my skis off, got down on one knee. And then as I'm as she's coming around the corner, she sees me on one knee and then starts bawling. Oh, that is good. I've never heard of a proposal like that. Emily, tell me from your perspective what it was like. Yeah, well, I was I was mad at him actually because I he always goes ahead of me and like pulls away and then leaves, leaves me behind. And so I was kind of actually yelling at him and then I um, caught up to him and then I saw him and I was like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, you went away again. And I was mad. And then, um, yeah, then I saw him on one knee and then it was fine. And then and you so, yeah. said, I mean, I love you. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. Oh. And so, um, yeah, then I started bawling. And, <laughs> and so was it an automatic yes? Yes. Yeah. I mean, considering I told him he had to buy a ring and stuff, <laughs> yeah. but he told me he was very nervous. And I said, how could you be nervous? I literally like picked out a ring and everything. <laughs> like but There's still the question lingering. It's hanging in the air there and you have the opportunity to say yes or no. So, yeah. so I get that. I can see how that would uh, cause some nerves. How quickly did you set a date? Um, like a month or so no well we we, we were like we're gonna get married and well i wanted a winter wedding 18 months or so like we knew the area but we didn't have the date and then when we were started when we were at um my in-laws her mom was like we were thinking winter wedding and then you know she just was like oh next year's a leap year it's good luck to get married on a leap year so that's what we did oh really oh it was her that uh pulled that date out of the air yeah, well, I wanted November, but then we never know if there's going to be snow in November. Mm -hmm. uh, then I wanted January. Sometimes there's no snow in January. Or it's minus or it's, 40. Yeah, or it's minus 40. Or snow has come and melted and then comes back. Um, so then we looked at February. But then I think it was the year before February was like minus 40 the whole month. So we were like, ugh. Um, but we kind of just went with it. We couldn't share the great stories that we do here on the Canadian Love Map podcast without the amazing support of Charm Diamond Centers. They are Canada's largest family-owned jeweler, and they're proud to be putting love on the map. The folks at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story. So visit charmdiamondcenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. So when you picked a leap year date, did you have any hesitation about that? Well, I was kind of like, is this good luck or bad luck? <laughs> and so, but after that, I was kind of like, no, this will be fun. This will be cool. Um, and it was kind of just like the better, it was either like the 22nd, I think, or the 29th. There was only like two options really um, based on like other things that were happening. So I was kind of like, guess this is it. Um, but it worked out good in the end. <laughs> so were there a lot of jokes made about not having to buy a lot of uh, anniversary presents? Yes, a lot. I never joked about it. It was everyone else who told me that joke, so then I've just <laughs> adapted to it. <laughs> so this is your first real anniversary. You got married four years ago, and February 29th, which is the day we're posting this podcast on, it'll be on for a week, um, well, it'll be on forever, just so you know. But uh, but this is your first anniversary then, after being married for four years. Yep. Yep. How does it feel? 
I don't know. It's kind of like where's where's four years gone? Yeah, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. I can see where four years has gone. A lot has changed. Yeah, I mean, we had we always thought we would be in Portugal at this time because we thought, oh, we'll go on a big trip every four years. But um, we had a baby instead, apparently. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that didn't happen. Eventually, we'll make it to Portugal. <laughs> I think Addison's a pretty good anniversary present. Are you good? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to go to Banff instead. So that'll be nice. So Addison is two and a half months. It might be a little soon to get her on skis. Yeah, that's what that's what the research says. <laughs> 18, 18 months is what you ate because that's when hips are fully developed. Okay, you've done all the research, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, she'll be walking in ski boots and her winter gear inside the house so she gets <laughs> used to it because like, that's, that's the biggest thing is... Um, it's not comfortable clothing for a newborn, right? right. So you just have to get them used yeah, to it, like so with their helmet and their ski boots. Um, so then, yeah. Okay, you have to promise to send us photos of her in her tiny little ski boots. <laughs> yeah. Learning to walk in them. Yeah. Tell me this. What is it you love about skiing? Well, on a powder day, it's always fun to make fresh tracks and just go fast and fly off stuff. I don't think there's anywhere else that you can get the same views. Like, I mean, you can hike, but I'd rather have a chairlift do that so I can go down or tour up so I walk up with my skis so then it's more fun to go down. Okay, fair enough. I know someone who uh, owns a place at Tremblant and during the lockdown, they went and stayed there and the hill was closed and they skied every day and there was no one, you know, basically on the hill. Would that be your yeah. dream? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had like a, a line drop. So when they dropped the line after clearing the run in Fernie um, in BC, and that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever had during skiing. So just like a full wide run open, just powder um, and you get first lines on it. So you get to be the first ones down. And that was pretty cool. Well, and I think the stoke is another thing. Like if you, like when you yell woo, the whole mountain will echo with you. Like all the other skiers will hit yip and holler too. So it's like, it's very cool experience. What about the conversations you have on the chairlift? Are you guys social on the chairlift or do you just sort of do your thing and, and face forward? <laughs> face forward, talk to everyone. Yeah. Talk to everyone. Oh, she faces forward, you talk to everyone. Yeah. For oh me, Jared, that's part of the fun of skiing. It's yeah. the conversations you have on a chairlift are, you know, short in nature. Like they're, you know, a matter of 10 minutes or something. But that's an interesting little, it would be a cool documentary to do just conversations on a chairlift. How much can you learn about someone in that amount of time? Yeah, yeah. it'd be a good uh, TikTok reel. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it would. So where did you get married, actually? Uh, in my hometown in Rocky Mountain House, we uh, my family has some family uh, lease land. And so we actually had an outdoor wet uh, ceremony uh, in February, which was, I think it was minus 15. Yeah. Really? A bit. What were you dressed in? Uh, I had on like tall boots and then I had like kind of a base layer under um, and then my wedding dress. But my wedding dress was sleeveless. Um, and then we had um, like fur shawls. And then my grandma actually has like a whole bunch of old um, like fur coats and stuff. And she actually had enough for um, my bridesmaids. So we had those as well. And I got to take your grandpa's. And then, uh, yeah, my grandpa who'd passed away a number of years ago, um, Jared wore his, I think it was sheep 
sheepskin jacket. Yeah. So yeah, we had some pretty old vintage um, jackets and stuff. So that was, that kept us a bit warmer, but yeah, all our guests were, yeah, told to bundle up. And then, um, because it was kind of, it was in like a meadow. Um, my grandpa used to have Clydesdale horses. And so, um, we had a horse and sleigh, um, to bring people in as just like a tribute to him. So that was, that was probably one of my favorite parts. Um, my other grandpa, fell off of the sleigh as they want to go but uh he you're kidding break. at your yeah. at your wedding <laughs> yeah yeah he was fine so that was good um but yeah my uh, brother had previously been married at a different spot on on that same land and then yeah we got married there as well and just in a different spot wow it sounds really beautiful and it certainly celebrated your love of the great outdoors in winter yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently winter is our thing. Got engaged in the winter, married in the winter, and had a winter baby. <laughs> and it also strikes me that, you know, in a lot of places in the world, fur is frowned upon. But yeah. I'm sorry, in a in an Alberta winter, fur makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't typically, well, I don't typically wear those kind of uh, clothing, but she had, they were just such old jackets and stuff that she used to wear as a young girl. And so, um, yeah, it was it was kind of cool to have enough of them that we could all wear them um, and keep us very warm, too. Oh, that's beautiful. What's your most beautiful memory or favorite memory from the wedding? Uh, I think doing our pictures with the horses on the sleigh. I think that was my favorite. And yeah. come, I got to come in on a sleigh, too. Um, so that was really cool. But I think, yeah, taking the horse ride and then those pictures, because uh, when we were doing our pictures, the sun had gone down a bit and it started snowing. Um, so like the weather, yeah, wasn't the weather wasn't nice for like everyone else, but I really wanted it to snow and it snowed. So I was really happy. So that was one of my favorite parts. What about you, Jared? Yeah, the photos were good. And then I, I liked our first dance because like we learned um, a really fun dance and it was a good song. So that's always been a highlight of my life. What was the dance and what was the song? Uh, it was um, Lady Gaga's um, Is That All Right from the, I forget what movie it was. But, oh, Star is Born. The Star is Born. Yeah. With Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't any dance in particular. Just We just learned to, my um, uncle's a dance teacher. So we just learned a dance to the song. Um, so that was nice to not just kind of sway back and forth to actually like, because we don't dance much. So to actually be able to dance to the song was really fun. How has having Addison changed your relationship and your lives? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. You have no time for yourself. Yeah. Um, no, sometimes. Well, when she sleeps. Yeah. When she sleeps. When she sleeps. But it's all about teamwork, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've just been, I've been quite sick the last week and a bit. So he's had to do more, which is good, but also having to take care of a baby while you're sick is not fun. <laughs> so that's not a good time. But yeah, I think it's made it a lot, a lot better, a lot happier. So she's, she's a lot of fun to have around. And now, yeah. and now she's a smiling potato instead of just a potato. So yeah, that's she always nice smiles too. At us now. <laughs> it's only going to get more interesting. I will yeah. assure you of that. And, and my producer who's uh, on the mic there also has, uh, I think he has 17 children. So <laughs> almost. <laughs> so he knows it only gets better. Okay. So I'm curious how you celebrated or didn't those quote unquote non-anniversaries, those years when it was marking the passage of time, but it wasn't actually your anniversary. Well, usually just do something we want to do, like whether it's going to a restaurant we enjoy 
or you know going on a trip somewhere um, a lot of skiing because it's february so usually we'd go skiing for it i think i think that's your your go-to isn't it for celebration yeah. ski even though i'd rather go to a beach but it's okay <laughs> oh wait a second this is new <laughs> okay, okay bye <laughs> I did not I did not catch a glimpse of that before. So you are more of a beach person, Emily? I love skiing. I love going out there, but I also love the beach. So like I mean, I'd like to go. Like that's why I want the, to go to Portugal. I want to go somewhere warm. The beach is good. Let me ask you this. How are you gonna spend your first anniversary after four years of marriage? Yeah, we're gonna go to um Banff. So it's about what is that, three, four, four hours. hours uh here from Edmonton. Uh, we were going to ski a little bit because that's where like Louise and Sunshine are, but um, probably probably not this time. But we're going to go up on the gondola and stuff because I don't think either of us have been on it um, and just kind of hang around Banff a, a little bit and kind of go there for the weekend. And um, Addison is coming with us, so it'll be her first her first uh, big mountain adventure. Yeah, her first mountain mountain trip. So that'll be fun. So for your next anniversary, you will have been married for eight years. Do you have a plan for that celebration? Maybe Portugal, but we'll probably want to go sooner. Like we're planning a lot more traveling um, now. Like we'll probably go to Vegas in October, um, then go to Japan the year after for skiing and then Turkey and then Portugal. I don't think all of that's going to happen, but it's, it's nice to dream. It's nice to dream. And I, I always like to ask a question at the end of couples when we do a romantic kind of themed episode. What is it you love most about your partner? And Jared, I'm going to put it to you first. Um, how supporting she is. I have ADD, so I like to try new things and always do something new and, you know, leave the other thing. And she's always there supporting and saying you can do it. Oh, nice. So you're you're like me, squirrel. <laughs> yeah. But that's a superpower, right? We know that now. Yeah. Emily, what do you love most about your husband? His patience and his outgoingness. Uh I'm not too outgoing and so he always pushes me to go do stuff and um I sometimes I'm a little hot-headed with my red hair and so um his patience is always usually a, a really good thing that, to have. So it usually um, can bring me down and um, I feel like we really balance each other out in that way. So wait a sec, is that a stereotype or is it <laughs> an excuse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> both. <laughs> a little As both. Her, her red hair already and it's, uh, she goes from zero to a thousand pretty quick. <laughs> well, that's great. I, I thank you so much, both of you. And thanks for sharing Addison with us. Hopefully we'll get her in the, in one of our reels on social media because she <laughs> is just gorgeous. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Happy anniversary, you guys. You're, you're going to be, how old are you? Let's see. When you're 80, <laughs> you will have only been really married for how many years? Well, I mean, that's another. Do the 40, math, Jared. 40 is the easy one. So that'll just be 10 years. Yeah. Because you have to divide it by four. Okay, well, that gives a whole new meaning to the seven-year itch, which is yeah. a marriage theory from the 50s. Yeah, that'll be 28 years from now. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much. Happy anniversary. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. 
We love sharing love stories of all kinds, and that could include yours. So do you or someone you know have an uplifting tale to tell? Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram using at Canadian Love Map or email producer at podstarter.io. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map.